global crisis. Bible prophecy. Health and preparedness. You're just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch. Father in heaven, we thank you so much again for your love for us, for your goodness. We thank you for challenging us. We pray that we would have an open heart, eyes to see and ears to hear whatever it is you want to share with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. This is Todd Gardner, executive producer for the show. You've already heard Scott speak passionately about his Media on the Brain DVD series, educating people on how the entertainment industry and even our cell phone relationship is reprogramming our brains in negative ways. Well, we're excited to bring you some additional excerpts from the Media on the Brain series in today's radio broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to begin part three of the Media on the Brain seminar. We've been through two sessions now on on TV, Hollywood, the advertising industry, and how these different forms of media are impacting not just our brain, but also controlling and manipulating our minds. Please share this information. This is the kind of stuff that I wish I had known. I was speaking with a student a while back who said, now that I've learned this information, I just wish my parents would get rid of the cable TV, because I know how it's affecting me. Well, we're transitioning in the seminar now into the topic of music. And as I mentioned before, I was a musician. I played in a, in a band in, in high school and in college, for that matter. And so to come out and speak on the topic of music is, uh, is a challenge for me because this was an area that, frankly, was an idol in my life. Well, the Lord called me into a better way in this area of music, and I want to share the information. I want to share the biblical perspective that the Lord has laid on my heart. I'd like to begin with a pop quiz. I'm a teacher. I get to give you a quiz question. Put the following in order of their origins. Which one came first? Which one came second? And so on and so forth. You've got the Sabbath, marriage, music, and angels. Which was the first to ever exist? Now, before we answer the question, you may be thinking about it, before I give you the answer, I want to talk about the lineage of Cain. You know about Cain and Abel. These are the first two children of Adam and Eve. Cain, of course, killed Abel. But Cain had a lineage of children, and it's recorded in Genesis 4. Adam and Eve also had another son named Seth. His lineage is also recorded, and he gave, eventually led to Enoch, who was the holy man of God who was translated into heaven. And then, of course, after that, Noah. So Seth's lineage is the holy lineage. Cain is the murderer, and his lineage, you see some very interesting things. Cain's descendants, uh, he had an Enoch in his, in his genealogy as well. That's not the Enoch, but then you have Irad, Mahujael, all the way on down to Lamech. Now, Lamech is an interesting one because he was the first person ever mentioned in the Bible to practice polygamy. Now, isn't it fitting that polygamy, having multiple wives, is something that is not of God, obviously. Adam and Eve, there was one man, one woman. But the first mention of polygamy just so happens to be in Cain's lineage. Cain is a lineage of rebellion, of doing things outside of the way that God designed. Cain himself offered a sacrifice, an offering to God that was not an animal sacrifice like God required, but it was just 
his fruit and vegetable that he offered to the Lord. Cain's lineage is the example of the rebellion against God. Now, given that fact, it's very interesting that there are a few things that are mentioned in the lineage of Cain for the first time in the Bible. Now, there's a biblical interpretive method called the principle of first mention. When you find something mentioned in the Bible for the first time, pay special attention to it. It's going to carry with it some extra significance. For example, the first time that wine is mentioned in the Bible, meaning alcoholic wine. It happens to be when Noah had gotten drunk and then some very shameful and bad things happened. So the interpreter of the Bible, and this method goes all the way back to before the time of Jesus. The the, the rabbis would look at the Bible and they'd say, this is the first time this is mentioned. It must have a special significance to it. It's a warning against the dangers of wine, isn't it? Well, what else is in the lineage of Cain? You also find the first mention of a city. Now, are cities evil? Not necessarily. We have the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God to this earth in the last events of, of Revelation. But cities also became hotbeds of iniquity in the Bible. Cities like Babylon were symbolic of, of wickedness and evil. Also in the lineage of Cain, you find the first mention of metalworking. Now, what is the danger with metalworking? Well, what did they use metal for in the ancient times? It was most, most famously used for implements of warfare. So you've got cities, you've got implements of warfare, you've got polygamy, all first mentioned in the lineage of Cain. Also, the first mention of the raising of livestock, which obviously led to the consumption of meat and animal food. Um, The consumption of animal flesh as a part of the human diet came in later, not part of God's design in the Garden of Eden. So we see the principle of first mention, very important with these items, a warning about the dangers of these things. Cities, warfare, implements of war, uh, meat eating, some things that are outside of God's design for us. Guess what else is mentioned In the lineage of Cain, the first mention of this in the Bible. Music. Genesis 4 verse 21 says, His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. So my ears perk up and I go, Okay, well the principle of first mention suggests that this is an important fact about music to pay attention to. And it is in the lineage of who again? Cain. So this is a warning. This is a warning. Music may be used in a negative way. It may be used by Satan because music existed even before Jubal did. And in fact, music existed as the gift given to Lucifer in heaven. It says the following about Lucifer. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. This is a passage widely known to be about Lucifer, who then fell and became Satan. And of course, it was, he was given the gift of timbrels and pipes. These are musical instruments. So music even predated the lineage of Cain, because Lucifer was up in heaven before earth was ever created. So let's trace it back even further, actually. The origins of music... You find in the three different sections of the Old Testament of the Hebrew Bible, you find in the law, in the prophets, in the writings, the following statement about God. It's written three times. God is my strength, salvation, and song. God is my strength, salvation, and song. And God is my strength, salvation, and song. It shows up in the law, in the writings, and in the prophets. Here it is in Psalm 118, verse 14. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So music even predated Lucifer. God is our song. In fact, see God in human flesh, Jesus. He sang. 
in Matthew 26, verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives and so on. Now, interestingly, this was at the Passover dinner. And at the Passover, they would have a liturgy of the, a singing of various psalms. Psalms 113 to Psalm 118. So the last psalm that they would have sung when they sung a hymn and then left would have been Psalm 118. Well, guess what it says in Psalm 118? The Lord is my strength and my song. So they were singing about the fact that the Lord was their song. So God is song. God is, there is something within God that is musical. In fact, God himself sings. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Isn't that beautiful? So, yes, the music can be used for great evil. It was, it was Lucifer's gift in heaven. We're going to talk about that more going forward. And, of course, it's mentioned in the lineage of Cain, which is a warning because Cain's lineage is that of wickedness. But, nonetheless, let's remember that music is from God. In fact, we were created in God's image. Is it any surprise now that you love music so much, that it speaks to your soul so much? Some recent research has been done about the human DNA. This is absolutely fascinating to me. They've taken the protein sequence and the DNA sequence, the bases of them, and they've assigned each amino acid a pitch. And they'll, they'll have the less soluble acids, amino acids that are, that are within the fold in the interior of the molecule have lower pitches. And then the further you get out from that, the higher the pitch is. And they'll, they'll create that into music. This is what your DNA and, and your protein sequence sounds like when tr- translated to music. That was the human speech gene. Isn't that amazing? We are wired, our very DNA is wired musically. This one is the blue cone receptor. It's beautiful, isn't it? beautiful. That's wired within us. And not just us, the heavens declare the glory of God with musical tones. Did you know that the planets in our solar system are producing musical tones? Outer space is literally filled with sounds. And over 90% of the tones created by the planetary proportions belong to the major scale. They produce music. And not just that, but God has made it so that we can hear it. The sound spectrum of the five visible planets covers the eight octaves that are almost identical to the human hearing range. Is that an accident? We have an amazing God, don't we? Music at the root of it all. And here we have our answer to our quiz then. What came first? The Sabbath, marriage, music, or angels? The first thing ever was music. Because it is a part of who God is. We are created in His image. Music is a part of who we are. Music existed before God ever created angels. Angels, of course, came second. Lucifer was given the gift of music. And then we have the creation of this earth with marriage coming in on the sixth day, Adam and Eve becoming one flesh, and the seventh day, the Sabbath. Well, unfortunately, it gets a lot more ugly than this. 
We have to look at a bit of the dark side of music and how Satan has used music to, to, in a way to distort what God designed it to be. And I want to begin with the top Satanist of the 20th century, Aleister Crowley. In fact, he didn't want to just be a Satanist. He said, I want to be the chief of staff of Satan himself. The BBC called him the wickedest man in the world. He called himself Satan's chief of staff, of course. There's a link between music and Satanism. You'll see that forming even more strongly. In addition to being into Eastern mysticism and practicing uh, every form of, of immorality that I won't even mention, he also said regarding music that you can use music and we ought to use music and an army of youth, an important phrase, we'll come back to that, an army of youth to bring in the new age. And then last of all, he suggested as one of his satanic occult practices have a secret room with moving mirrors to invoke spirits. I wouldn't suggest anybody do that, obviously. You don't want to dabble in spiritualism. But I mentioned this technique because it's going to come up later. It might feel a little random right now, but remember that. Hang it on a hook in your brain. Army of youth, secret room with moving mirrors. We'll come back to that. He called the family public enemy number one. Jesus said the whole of the law is summed up with love God, love your neighbor. Everything else hangs from that. But Aleister Crowley said, no, 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 no. There is no law. He says, I want blasphemy, rape, murder, revolution, anything strong. Satanic. Absolutely satanic. The Lord says, observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. God gives us a law to live by because that's how we were designed to thrive. That's how we were designed to experience life to the fullest. And then last of all, the third teaching of modern Satanism is to follow your own desires, follow your feelings, or as it's famously been stated, follow your heart. And on that matter of follow your heart, you, may have, you might say, I think I've heard that somewhere before. You've heard it in lyrics in the music industry. We're going to cover that. But also I should mention that it's been most famously the philosophy of the movies that have come out of Disney. The idea of following your heart. It's a very sentimental feeling. It sounds nice. It sounds cute. It sounds harmless. But when you really think about what that message is, and check out the documentary on that called Magic Kingdom, excellent expose of what's happening in Disney and the philosophy in, in these movies. It's satanic. It absolutely is. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com or write to us at 11333 Bacchus Road, Lakeview, Michigan, 48850. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Romans 12 verse 2 tells us that there is an effort to conform our minds to the worldly pattern. And where is this mind manipulation agenda more effective than through the 21st century media and entertainment? MTV founder Robert Pittman famously stated, At MTV, we don't just shoot for the 14-year-olds, we own them. It's time to wake up, folks. At every church I speak at, folks say the same thing. Scott, why didn't anybody tell us this before? So, folks, grab a pencil and write this down. Media on the Brain. It's a six-DVD series that will arm you with the vital information on the undeniable effects of entertainment media and how to break free. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Merciful Savior 
precious Redeemer and friend. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Crowley died in 1947, and after he died, Timothy Leary viewed himself as the, the, the torchbearer for, for Aleister Crowley's cause. He was a professor, actually, at Harvard University in the 1960s. He advocated the use of mind-altering substances. He advocated the use of music, more on that later, to alter your consciousness. Here's what he had to say about the rock and roll era. He said it was the revelation of the so-called glory of what Aleister Crowley started. Now, if you know your American history, you know the 1960s was the decade when morality took a nosedive where America became much more debased, the sexual revolution took place, and also and divorce rates went up. Things got very, very bad beginning in the 1960s. And that is due in part to this movement. But let's take a look at the movement. The biggest name of the, of the 60s, of course, the Beatles. Now, we're going to be looking at a bunch of different groups. It's not a seminar just on the Beatles, but I want to analyze this album for a moment. This is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They put a bunch of different people on their album cover that quote, according to John Lennon, people we admire and like. And according to John Lennon, he says the whole Beatle idea was to do what you want, right? And then what does he say? Do what thou wilt. Who is he quoting there? This is Aleister Crowley. That's the whole Beatle idea. You thought it was just nice melodies and pretty harmonies and good sounding music. It was a philosophy. In fact, John Lennon said, I sold my soul to the devil. And guess who shows up on the album cover? None other than Aleister Crowley himself. Interestingly, he's more than just one person on the album cover. This album was released in 1967. One of the lyrics in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band goes like this. 20 years ago today, Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. What happened 20 years before 1967? 1947 was when Aleister Crowley died. In addition to that, it's called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Aleister Crowley said we needed to bring in a what of youth? An army. These are subtle but not so subtle suggestions here of where their loyalty lies. Quoting Aleister Crowley, putting him on the album cover, and even naming the album cover after their great hero, Sergeant. Crowley's admirers span the gamut. They, they, they're from all genres of music, even from Sammy Davis Jr. onto The Doors with Jim Morrison. Probably no surprise about Jim Morrison there. Mick Jagger, uh, David Bowie. He actually had a song where he said, I'm wearing Crowley's uniform. He declared his interest in Crowleyism, and he actually stated that rock has always been the devil's music. He said, you can't convince me that it's not. I believe we're heralding something darker than ourselves. He was kind of scared by it, actually. Jim Morrison, he was a self-proclaimed shaman. He received entire songs and mass, would see the whole concert in advance, and then just copy down what he was seeing and then act it out. This is what he explained. Moving on, Ozzy Osbourne. This is probably no surprise. Black Sabbath, naming your band something intentionally satanic and dark. And in fact, Black Sabbath was made up of four band members. But they, always, they talked about their fifth band member, who was a demon. Uh, they were studying Crowley. They were studying the, in the occult, and a uh, manifestation appeared at the foot of the bed of one of the band members, the bassist. And they started saying, well, he's a part of our band now. 
Iron Maiden and Sting. Sting always takes people by surprise as well because you don't think of him as being dark and satanic and, and, and evil in, in his songs. He's on the light rock station, right? He's who the, the good people listen to who aren't listening to the scary, evil uh, Ozzy Osbourne music. Well, Sting actually was an advocate of Aleister Crowley and he was into the occult. Um, he, he, he read Crowley's writings and used tarot cards that were, that were created by Crowley. He said his favorite tarot card was the death card, the Grim Reaper. So not quite as uh, light as he appears. Michael Jackson. Listen to this quote from Michael Jackson. I have my own secret room with a moving wall and mirrors. That's where I talk to Lee Liberace. His is the voice I hear in there. I feel his presence so very close to me. So Michael Jackson, very much into spiritualism. He's an important piece of this puzzle as we analyze the music industry. Very much into communicating with the dead, which of course is communicating with demons. Moving on to the 1990s, this was my favorite band in the early 90s. Uh, Kurt Cobain, a very disturbed individual, was a, uh, obsessed with Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey is the founder of the Church of Satan. Uh, Nirvana also, of course, the band that he founded. Brian Adams, not quite as you know, edgy as your Nirvanas and, and, and Led Zeppelin and, and, and Ozzy Osbourne. He, he would be you know, one that you would think is okay. But he says the overall theme is a need to break out, free of conventional thought and not be bound by what we are told is right and wrong. Well, I've compiled a bunch of different lyrics from many different musicians from across the decades and across the genres. This is not just rock. It's not just hip-hop. You'll have your country, your, your R&B, your jazz. It's all in here. And here we go. The first one, the most satanic song of the 20th century, according to Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, was Frank Sinatra's I did it my way. And if you think about it, I did it my way is very much a Crowleyan statement, isn't it? And remember, this trust your heart thing runs completely contrary to the scriptures, which says, which says, who can know the desperately wicked heart of mankind? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Trust your heart? No. The music industry of modern times, the modern, popular, secular music industry, it's just saturated with Crowleyan philosophy of do what thou wilt. You turn on your radio dial and you'll come across song after song spouting this philosophy. And if it's not in a direct line, it's subtle. But it leads me to a question. Who is the musician behind the music? Aleister Crowley is not the greatest evil of all time. The devil, Satan is. Is he involved with this? Or is this just human beings following another human being who happens to be misguided? But who's the musician behind the music? I'm more interested in the spiritual question than just the human historical question. Let's begin with Robert Johnson. He's not the musician behind the music, but he is the guy that initiated and invented the rock and roll style guitar. It was blues that led to rock and roll. He had a mentor, a musical mentor named Sun House. Sun House explained that, his, that Robert Johnson was talentless. He said the guy was terrible. He'd get run out of the music clubs because people said, get that racket out of here, he cannot play. Well, Robert Johnson went away for six to nine months. At 61 and 49 in Clarksdale, Mississippi, at that crossroads, this is the place where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. Now that's just not, my, not just my claim. Sunhouse said, quote, he sold his soul to the devil to be able to play like that. 
because when he came back from 61 and 49, when he came back to the clubs, Sunhouse said he never needed to learn a song. He'd just hear a song and he knew it. And some of his songs testified to this spiritualist deal that he had made. He sang about the hellhound on my trail. And he sang about me and the devil walking side by side. So this was a very serious beginning of the rock and roll music movement. The origins of it are a deal with the devil to help him be able to play the guitar. Remember, Satan does know how to play music. He's a musician. But uh, it wasn't just Robert Johnson, of course. Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Led Zeppelin, others paid homage to Robert Johnson's selling his soul to the devil. They would, some of them would go grab some gravel from that, from that uh, intersection, 61 and 49, keep it as a memento or, or, or sing a song called The Crossroads in one of their cases. But we move on to the 1950s. This is where rock and roll really got underway. Little Richard, here's what Little Richard said. I was directed and commanded by another power. The power of darkness that a lot of people don't believe exists. The power of the devil, Satan. I think he said it about every possible way he could there. Let me be very, very clear here. I was directed by that one, the devil, Satan, the power of darkness, that guy. He was the one directing me, says Little Richard. So the rock and roll movement in the 50s, again, rooted in satanic things happening, like Screamin' Jay Hawkins. The original recording of I Put a Spell on You was done after the Screamin' Jay Hawkins and his band members got drunk and some type of presence seemed to seize him. He began grunting, growling, screaming, gurgling in strange unknown tongues and wildly dancing around the studio. That's a very demonic experience happening in the 1950s with these early musicians. And I always find it, not funny, but sad, when people say, you know, musicians these days or movies these days are not like they used to be in the good old days. Oh, man. The earliest movie scripts in America, Rudolph Valentino, Mae West, they were coming from the demonic realm, channeled to the scriptwriters. Same thing with these early musicians. There was no good old days in the American entertainment industry. It's been spiritualism since the start. When you go on to the 60s, you see the same thing. Again, the Beatles. John Lennon said, I felt like a hollow temple filled with many spirits, each one passing through me, each inhabiting me for a little time and then leaving to be replaced by another. So all these big musicians from the early years, demonic possession, he says, these spirits were inhabiting me. In fact, is that possibly where he got his songs from? He says, talking about the writing of his songs, I don't know who the blank writes it. I'm just sitting and the whole blank song comes out. Spiritualism is where we're getting the early music of the rock and roll movement. And it's not just John Lennon, the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards said the same thing. Songs, yeah, they think you wrote it? Really, you are just a, what? A medium. Like being at a seance. Some songs come to me en masse. I I didn't do anything except to happen to have been awake when it arrived. So I'm like a medium. People think I wrote the songs? (laughs) No, really, I'm just a medium for these songs. Very, very demonic. So the the demonic realm is inspiring the writing of the songs, the, the talent of the musicians, and the actual performing of the music. David Lee Roth of Van Halen, who sang a song called Running with the Devil, he says, I'm going to abandon my spirit to emotion, which is actually what I attempt to do. You work yourself up into that state and you fall into the supplication of the demon gods. Led Zeppelin, also the writing of the songs again. Who's the musician behind the music? Page and Plant also explained how they received the song Stairway to Heaven and Other Music, referring to themselves as, quote, a musical medium. 
channeling the music that was, quote, offered to them. Robert Plant stated, My hands started writing, I almost leapt out of my seat. Channeling. The word is channeling. This is how the master occult works of the 19th and 20th centuries were written. As I explained earlier, the devil would literally take over. Demons would literally inspire the writing of these, these works of Satanism. Angus Young of the band ACDC stated it this way, It's like I'm on automatic pilot. By the time we're halfway through the first number, someone else is steering me. I'm just along for the ride. I become, there's the word, possessed when I get on stage. Someone else is steering me when I'm performing my live performances. I'm possessed, says Angus Young. Michael Jackson also, when I hit the stage, it's all of a sudden a magic from somewhere that just come, that comes and the spirit just hits you and you lose control of yourself. Now we have the fruits of the Spirit. We know what the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Michael Jackson said, this Spirit hits me and I lose control. Is this the Holy Spirit or is this an unholy spirit? This is a demonic spirit. Now we get on to more modern musicians again. We have Beyonce. She put it this way. When I see a video of myself on stage or TV, I'm like, who is that girl? That's not me. I wouldn't dare do that. I created my stage persona to protect myself. Her stage persona is Sasha Fierce. So that when I go home, I don't have to think about what it is I do. Sasha is not me. I wouldn't like Sasha if I met her off stage. So she's got this alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Is it just an act? She looks at what herself on stage on TV and she says, that's not me. I wouldn't dare do that. Listen next time for the second portion of this session.